Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Word of the year for 2022 from Merriam-Webster is gaslighting. Let's talk about gaslighting. 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 A term that's used widely in popular culture. The act or practice of grossly misleading someone. Gaslighting is one of the worst forms of manipulation. Make you feel like you're the problem. You said I'm gaslighting you. Gaslighting is a manipulation tactic. There you go making things up again. That's used to make you question your own reality. You must be insane. Gaslighting is not real. You're just crazy. So I decided I'm going to start gaslighting you. You're going to start gaslighting me? That's not what I said. <laughs> I love that last one. That's so clever. So I decided I'm going to start gaslighting you. You're going to start gaslighting me? That's not what I said. So I decided I'm going to start gaslighting you. You're going to start gaslighting me? That's not what I said. <laughs> That's some good humor right there. So that is the Merriam-Webster Word of the Year. We'll hit you with the definition of gaslighting real quick before we uh, move on to the runners-up, which are pretty interesting also. Gaslighting is the psychological manipulation of a person, usually over an extended period of time, that causes the victim to question the validity of their own thoughts, perception of reality, or memories, and typically leads to confusion, loss of confidence and self-esteem, uncertainty of one's emotional or mental stability, and a dependency on the perpetrator. It's way overused. Now, anytime anybody does anything, it's called gaslighting. It's, uh, you know, and it got used way too much last year. But, um, yeah, all dishonesty is not gaslighting. It's kind of a subtle difference. But all, here's, here's, 
Well, I can Here's say a question for from you. personal experience, all disagreements aren't gaslighting. Yeah. Um, Randy Weingarten, the uh, head of the, the big teachers union that fought to keep the schools closed. She would have been a really effective Nazi, by the way. She'd have been a terrific Nazi. Um, she's out now saying we fought to get the schools open. That was our number one goal, trying to get the schools open. Now, is that just lying or is that gaslighting? See, I think that's just lying. Yeah, it's tough to know the difference. Right. Um, you know, uh, this is supposed to be a little kind of a fun segment, talking about words but to make it make like bone serious for a second. It's the worst. I know this from people I've known who've been through it and from talking to therapists. It's the worst when it happens to kids. It ruins oh, yeah. them practically for the rest of their lives. If oh, you yeah. if you grow up in a household where you have usually parents telling you that your perception is wrong about something, you you doubt your uh, judgment the rest of your life. Right. You think you're going crazy, or you just have no judgment. Right. Yeah. And it's just a horrible thing to do to children. Um, yeah. I I'm, I don't tend toward that anyway, but I've worked really, really hard to make sure I don't ever invalidate my kids' perception of something uh, in their own household. Anyway, yeah, so I took something fun and turned super serious. Gaslighting is the word of the year. How do they even come up with the word of the year? Well, it's a website, you see, uh, that people look up words. I do it all the time. Maybe you do. They log 100 million page views a month on the Merriam-Webster Website and they choose their word based solely on that data. Like, how many times did people search for this word or that? They weed out evergreen words that get looked up all the time. They they're looking for words that had a significant bump from the year before that kind of just showed up on the list for the first time. They also don't have a way to know why you looked it up. Like, if you were looking up gaslighting because you wanted to know if it was one word or two, it still counts as looking it up, or if it's hyphenated or whatever. Um. But it's uh, gaslighting was in the top 50 words looked up all year long. Never dropped out of the top 50. Ended up number one. Here are the rest of the top 10. Oligarch, driven by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Speaking of oligarchs, I just saw that uh, 20-some prominent Russian businessmen have died in the last year. Mm -hmm. Many in mysterious circumstances. Yeah, well, they got the whole slippery floors, thin windows thing going on there in Russia. Uh, Omicron. Also, one of the most looked up words. Mm, I think I looked it up at some point. Wanted to know what it meant. Yeah, it's just a Greek letter. Yeah. Codify, as in turning abortion rights into federal law. I guess that's where people started looking up codify. It should be codify, but people say I codify. Agree. Yeah. Codify sounds like, you know, you got a perch and you're trying to make it more like a cod. So you put different fins on it, you know, trying to codify it. It's code, code, codify. We're trying to make this into a code, like a law. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a stupid one that some of you looked up, and I don't want to be around you. Queen consort, what King Charles's wife Camilla is newly known as. So you looked that up because you watch The Crown or something. Wow, so now you're being hurtful. Because consort is like... Kind of, it's used in some contexts like a, a sex worker, essentially a hooker or a escort. 
So which one of the shows about the royalty is the ongoing series that is caught up to Princess Diana's death? Is that The Crown? The Crown, yeah, I the believe. Crown. Do you watch yes. it, Michael? No, my wife does, though. Does she like it? Yeah, she loves it. So I saw on uh, Morning Joe on MSNBC, they were arguing about all the inaccuracies in The Crown, and they were all really upset that there were a whole bunch of things in there that weren't true. And I thought, all right. <laughs> I wouldn't care if they'd made up England. There's no such country. It's all fictional. Who cares? <laughs> Boy, eh, different strokes for different folks. I guess. I don't want. I don't watch it. Did they? they did they have Princess Diana mauled by a bear? Or like how inaccurate was it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's funny though, Michael. I, it, it's because you're a newlywed, more or less. Um, there are some shows that maybe you aren't inclined to watch, but you watch it together because your honey's into sure. it. And there are some that are just a bridge too far. Right. I'm not <laughs> watching that with you. Yeah. Judy or... watches the Hallmark movies, the Christmas Hallmark movies. Oh, I just, they make my skin crawl, but she loves them. So I've yeah, also had fine. this. Maybe this is a third category of I'm so into it or you're so into it. It would be a drag to watch it with somebody that's not that into it. Yes. It would take the fun out of it. Yeah, right. Especially if your spouse uh, makes mocking uh, comments about your (laughs) genre of choice. (laughs) Uh, Also on the top ten words of the year, raid, as in the search of former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home. I think I actually looked that up. When people say, it's not a raid, it's a raid. Don't quit calling it a raid. All right. Uh, Sentient. The reason we all looked that up is because Google had an engineer who they fired who claimed that they had an AI system that had become sentient. It turned out he was yeah. a crackpot. Mm-hmm. That would be like the biggest thing that had ever happened practically in the history of the world. I mean, Since when that happens. Mankind crawled from the muck and stood erect on two legs. Yeah, that's not a minor story Whenever that, if it ever happens. Cancel culture made the top ten. We all know what that is. Social terrorists, that's our new term. Loamy, which is dirt that has a lot of loam in it, made it because it was a Wordle thing one day, and Wordle's big enough, I guess, that it actually cracked the top ten for the year. I don't know. Wow. Um, LGBTQIA. Top ten word of the year for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, or questioning, intersex, asexual, aromantic, or agender. I don't know those too last... many letters. I, too I, many. Asexual is you just don't have any interest in having sex. Yeah. Uh, what's aromantic? No interest in romance. I don't know. I think I've known guys like that, but I don't know that you need to be part of a acronym or something. Because no, you're not really into there romance. are too many letters. I'm serious. And then what's I mean, agender? And, and, and uh, I, you know, who needs to speak out more? As if, as if my opinion matters. Um, gay folks who are like, hey, yeah, we fought like crazy for gay rights, and now they're like grouping us with all sorts of different kinds of crazy, and we're not down with that. LGBTQ, LGBT, LGBTQ two plus. That has not gotten less funny. <laughs> Merriam-Webster also announced new words added to the dictionary, which include adorkable, MacGyver, as a verb. I'm going to MacGyver that. Oh, you really MacGyvered that. I like it. Yeet, which I didn't know what it meant. You say it means to leave? Yeah, essentially to, to leave, to depart. 
Yeah, it was getting weird, so I yeeted. And shrinkflation. God, what was the God? I had a shrinkflation the other day. What was it? It was astounding how little of what I got uh, for what I bought. It was just amazing. Uh, why even sell me this tiny amount? I was wondering. Oh, you know, that reminds me, speaking of consumer issues, I was just reading in, what what publication is this? It doesn't matter. Oh, it's the South China Morning Post, which is a, a paper that reports on China. Uh, Foxconn Technology Group, reeling from a crisis triggered by China's strict zero COVID-19 policy, is offering new incentives to entice workers back. Just like a week ago, they like shoved a bunch of workers out, and now they're begging them to come back and offering bonuses, blah, blah, blah. Um... But the uh, long and short of it is that's why I couldn't find the iPhone 14. Uh, many Apple fans had difficulty buying the latest, latest iPhone 14 Pro and Pro Max models during the Black Friday sales. Earlier this month, Apple warned of delayed shipments of the two iPhone models due to reduced capacity at the Foxconn facility, which usually hires some 300,000 workers at this time of year. To make iPhones and stuff? Yeah, exactly. Huh. I think it was a roll of tape. I think I got a, like a roll of duct tape, and it had like a foot of tape on it or something. And I was like, just, oh. just charge more with the shrinkflation. Yes, Michael. I bought a bag of chips, and literally there were four <laughs> chips in it and a bag full of air. I thought there right? was something wrong, you know? Yeah, I've had wow. some examples that were so extreme. It's like, you got to you gotta up the price and give me enough to make it worth walking out the door. Well, yeah, I mean, in the one case, if the price is higher, you think, wow, the price has gone up. In the other case, you open the bag and think, you ever stole from me. Or I got to go back to the store and get another roll of tape because there's a foot of tape on here. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Thanks for nothing. Uh, Back to Webster's Dictionary. In the slang category, new additions included janky, which, of course, is a very poor quality. Sus, suspicious or suspect. My kids say sus at least once a day. And Luke, look. L-E-W-K. That's a fashion look that is distinctive to the wearer that is noticeable and memorable to others. Hmm. Uh, Last year, abbreviations like TBH, to be honest, FTW, for the win, which I've never used or seen. Oh, really? I've seen that on Twitter for a moment. For the win? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Maybe I've seen it and didn't know what I meant. Uh, Fauxhawk, the haircut, dad bod, which I'm rocking currently. Amen to that. And uh, a different dictionary came up with their word of the year, which is actually a pretty darn good word. Permacrisis. Permacrisis defines an extended period of instability or security where uh, when you have a dizzying sense of lurching from one unprecedented event to another unprecedented event, wondering wondering bleakly what new horrors might be around the corner. That is what I'm living... (laughs) Every day. We're all living every day. Pretty good description. That, that might, what might... new horrors are around the corner? <laughs> That's my word of the year from that dictionary, permacrisis. Much more on the way. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is the video that was provided to us 
from Hodad's, from the owner of Hodad's, Shane, and uh, he is sick and tired of what's going on out here. He basically was born and raised in OB. His father started Hodad's and the whole chain, and they have been very, very tolerant, obviously, over the decades of what's going on in OB, because we've always had homeless people in OB, uh, but what's happening now is not like anything that's ever happened before. That's a local report from the San Diego area. Ocean Beach is the OB they're referring to. Hodad's legendary uh, business there, gathering place, etc. That's all you need to know. And they're talking about the burgeoning bums and junkies problem and a violent assault that happened lately. Uh, Roll on, Michael. One, two, three, four, five people going after him, kicking him. His dog is there. He was walking his dog home from having dinner that night after a hard week's work. These guys apparently asked him for money. He said no, and they didn't like that. And they just started wailing on this guy. That's what happened to me. Thank God the guy didn't actually attack my family. But when I got into that incident and the guy's in prison, he asked for me for money, and I turned him down. The tables have turned on that. If you turn somebody down, you might be fighting for your life. Wow. Here's the victim, uh, Woody. On my way home at about 1045, there was about 30 homeless people in front of Newport Farms Liquor. I proceeded to walk by. They said, do you have any money? I said, don't have any money, and I especially don't have any money for you. And that they kind of tensed up and started encircling me. I said, you need to leave me alone. And I proceeded to tell them that they better leave me alone. This was going to be a real confrontation, and I didn't want any trouble, and I just wanted to walk on. Within about a millisecond of that, somebody kicked me in the back of the head, and six individuals, young, 20 to about 26 years old, proceeded to beat the crap out of me. And I did the best I could to defend myself and was able to walk away, but I suffered a severe concussion, big laceration in the back of my head, ended up breaking my hand. I'm going to be out of work for a while, and I'm lucky to be alive. Oh, yeah, it's just right. luck that you didn't die. Just It's just luck. All right, I want everybody to take this vow with me. And we don't have to come upon an answer, but we have to ask the question. Why was his descriptor of those people homeless people? There was a gang of homeless people. Junkies? There was a a gang of brutes, of criminals? The fact that they have no permanent address, number one, you don't know that. Number two, that's not the distinguishing characteristic. They're junkies and robbers and criminals. Uh, I do think you're not you're, you're not at fault, but you are upping the likelihood of confrontation if you say no, and especially not for you or whatever he said there. Yeah, yeah. But so okay. if you tell a bunch of drug addicts asking you for money for free... No, I'm not going to give you money. You get a beating? Right. That's the world we live in because it's their street, not yours? What's really distressing is that people, I got the video from the owner of Hodad's, and many people just walked by while I was being violently assaulted and didn't do anything. One gentleman who's a local friend of mine noticed me, and he helped pull them off of me, or I would no doubt be dead. What does the owner of the building have to say about the, uh, the legendary neighborhood? Michael says we don't have time. We have 30 seconds. I'll let you two argue about it. We have 20 seconds now. (laughs) We didn't have 20 seconds then. When we come back, the owner of the business talking about how the neighborhood has gone to S. 
and the cops are doing nothing about it. Yeah, that would appear to be the case. And it, like I said, the the balance of power has shifted. They uh, they get to believe that it's their street, not yours. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. On my way home at about 1045, there was about 30 homeless people in front of Newport Farms Liquor. I proceeded to walk by. They said, do you have any money? I said, don't have any money, and I especially don't have any money for you. And that they kind of tensed up and started encircling me. I said, you need to leave me alone. And I proceeded to tell them that they better leave me alone this is going to be a real confrontation and I didn't want any trouble and I just wanted to walk on 
Within about a millisecond of that, somebody kicked me in the back of the head and six individuals, young, 20 to about 26 years old, proceeded to beat the crap out of me. And I did the best I could to defend myself and was able to walk away, but I suffered a severe concussion, big laceration in the back of my head, ended up breaking my hand. I'm going to be out of work for a while, and I'm lucky to be alive. I think it was a cop in a different area. Um, that's the San Diego area, but uh, there, there's a... Uh there's a different area where a cop told me, yeah, the, the homeless population, I know you hate that term, the drug addict on the street population, it's been become emboldened. They just they they feel they have the the right to do to demand whatever they want now. Yeah, I think maybe the, the term lawless gangs is the, the best way to describe it because I mean, for instance, the smash and grab crowds um that are ravaging so many of the big cities around America, especially on the West Coast, they're not necessarily drug addicts. They're just they're criminal gangs. Yeah, um, the uh, you know the the robbery gangs who are preying on people in L.A. They're not drug addicts necessarily. They're just lawless gangs. But the vibe from the street people is clearly different than it was years ago when it was kind of a sheepish ask you for money, and and then it got a little bolder and bolder. And now it's more of a demand and a glare. And you want to look over your shoulder as you walk away to make sure they're not following you. Right, yeah. I think it's uh, two different examples of the same thing, which is uh, with uh, the police having pulled back and lawlessness being permitted now, they the predators are taking advantage. Whether they're smash-and-grab gangs mm. or, or junkies uh, or just, just robbers. Because these people in Ocean Beach, San Diego area, they just sound like... Uh, Panhandlers with violence. Panhandlers with the implied threat of violence, which is just robber gangs, right? I mean, that's highwaymen from back in the the Middle Ages mm. or what have you. Anyway, uh, the re- part of the reason I say it's it's just different examples of the same phenomenon is based on what the uh, owner of Hodads there in Ocean Beach, San Diego, had to say. Clip twenty four, Michael. The homeless situation has always been a situation down here. We live by the beach. It is what it is. It's a given. Um, however, there has been a huge increase in incidents with violent homeless people where no one seems to care or do anything about it, namely the police. Um, I've had multiple situations here as a business owner where I call them and I say, hey, we're having a situation. Uh, customers are getting assaulted by somebody, and they basically come and say, well, you just got to keep calling. What does that mean? We have a serious problem. What does that mean? You got to keep calling. What does that even mean, though? I don't. I don't know. You call a certain number of times, then we'll do something. I don't even know what that means. Uh, we're not going to do anything about it, but uh, call us next time, and we'll show up and and tell them to stop kicking that guy in the head till he's dead or yes. damn near dead. So my experience, I guess this was like a year or so ago, is a street person was harassing uh, Boy Scouts in the church parking lot they were trying to do their boy scout meeting and these are kids and they look terrified and yeah, as uh, they should have been yeah as they should have been as they, absolutely they should have been and then when police finally did arrive um uh that's when uh, got the story that yeah they're they're bolder than they used to be in terms of demanding stuff and they all know the name of like an activist law representation that they hit you with to get mm-hmm. you to back off as a policeman or anybody else yeah. You know, I'm reminded of the chant during some of the uh, violent, mostly peaceful, uh, arsonous, mostly not arsonous uh, George Floyd protests, the Black Lives Matter stuff, 
where the, they would chant, whose streets are streets? Whose streets are streets? Well, I think the law-abiding people of America have got to get on a little whose streets are streets uh, kick, or we're going to lose the streets. Well, a lot of streets we have lost. Yeah, have in many areas, sure. In yeah. effect... I mean, it's there are so many streets around, like you know where I live, that you, you ain't going, going to walk. You're certainly not going to walk there with your kids. Yeah, well, and I have sympathy for the pullback of the police. I mean, there are a couple of factors at work: cities that won't back them up if they do get into a confusing situation that turns violent, and the idea that okay, I'm going to risk my life. I may never see my wife and kids again, or my husband, or whatever. Um, to arrest somebody who's going to be on the street in an hour or or tomorrow morning. Why am I doing that? Nobody's going to prosecute them. Nobody cares that they've broken the law, yet you're sending me to bust them? Why? Now, granted, you could make the argument that that's not an ethical point of view or they shouldn't think that way, but cops are realists. You've got to be to survive. So we we have a fundamental problem, uh, especially in some of the blue parts of the country, and it's going to be dealt with sooner or later. I've lived long enough to see these cycles come and go. But, man, a lot of people get hurt badly or die before people wake up and say, Oh, right. People who willfully, brutally break laws are predators. They're not misunderstood. It's not because the economy's bad or income inequality. They're predators. Oh, yeah. And then we get it right for about 30 years. Till people start saying there's too many people in jail. They're just <laughs> misunderstood or it's income inequality. Right. And then we go through the friggin' cycle again. Couple of things for you. The My Pillow guys running for RNC chairman, Republican National Committee chairman. So Oh boy. See how that goes. Uh and do you have an answer to this? Road fatalities per capita. The United States used to be kind of middle of the pack with developed countries. We are now at the top or bottom, depending on how you look at it. We have the highest number of road fatalities per capita, and people are guessing as to why. Do you have any guesses? We're not the only country with alcohol, says one advocacy group. We're not the only country with smartphones and distractions. We're not the only country that was impacted by the pandemic. Why do we have more deaths per mile on our roadways than any other country when we were middle of the pack all along? I am befuddled. I don't know. I mean, we are the country where all this technology was invented. It's possible we are more distracted mm-hmm. than other countries. Bigger, faster cars than like the Euros, because they have little. Uh, you know, you got a scroll under the hood, and you run into me with one of those Fiats. Damn egg beater with tires, please get off me. Um, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. So Elon announced the other day that his full self-driving thing is completely done. The beta version. Mm-hmm. which he had claimed was done like several years ago. The car I bought, it came with the car. I wouldn't have paid for it, but you pay like extra for the full driving thing. You couldn't use it. It, was, it wasn't ready yet. So you paid like $10,000. Somebody did. I didn't. Somebody paid $10,000 for the full driving capability, full self-driving capabilities, and it didn't exist. It was one of your Elon Musk, he, uh, he exaggerates things. But partially it was aspirational. I, part, part of it is, I actually heard some business people talking about this yesterday. Part of it is he he sets un, ungettable goals, and it makes everybody work like crazy, and they get there faster than they would have otherwise. That's part mm. of the thing. 
But anyway, mm. they have that going, and I, if I qualify, I'm going to try it because I think that's going to lead to more deaths, not less. But it depends on how good it is. I, I, I don't think I've got the guts to like fully let go and just let it drive me around. Yeah, I saw a video on that the other day about the state of the art, which is pretty darned impressive, but still imperfect. Um, it's going to be a long time before we have self-driving trucks and that sort oh, of thing. Oh, yeah. I mentioned the auto museum I was at. They had one of the Tesla semis on display. It was pretty cool, and you could see the advantages because there's, there's just a battery and none of the other giant heavy motor stuff involved. But in theory, there's supposed to be electric self-driving trucks that will that will transform transportation, which, as we all know, everything comes to us on a truck at some point. None of the drivers, none of the diesel, none of the anything, but we're a long way from that happening. Like, decade at least. For anybody claiming yeah. that that's, that's like, you know, tomorrow. Still a lovely idea. Is it? Um, Unless you're a truck driver. Do you want to hear from Will Smith on his explanation for why he slapped Chris Walker or anything? you have any interest in that at all? Um, he's on uh, Trevor Noah I last do, I, night. Yeah, I admit I do. Yeah. CBS early. I just want to see if he's got any opportunity to win me back. I'm done with him. I'm I was going to ask for the him. owner of the world's oldest cat, but we could go with Will Smith. We have that? We have we the do. owner of the world's... 12. Well, I would stay yeah. tuned for that. That's what you got to look forward to coming back. The owner of the world's... Is it the oldest person or the oldest cat? Oldest the oldest cat. cat. Okay. Cat's 150 years old. <laughs> Wow. Heard Lincoln's Gettysburg Address. It's amazing. All that's on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus in president ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So I feel like I'm not sharing my home with the oldest cat. I feel like this is her home and I'm encroaching on her space. <laughs> I was looking to adopt a senior cat and um, went online on Cats Protection and she happened to be the first senior cat that came up. I just felt like she was perfect. I don't think I'll treat her any differently because she's broken a, a world record. I just want to make sure she's having a good life. Did she say how old the cat was? Did I miss that? It's uh, twenty. Cats. Yeah, it's twenty six years old. Twenty six. Yeah, yeah. going no, on twenty seven. I had a cat that lived to be twenty three, from nineteen eighty five mm. to two thousand eight. That's an old cat. Yeah, it's it's not quite record territory, but it's certainly. I mean, you you're definitely feeding that thing vitamins and pepping it up when it hits twenty three, twenty four. You could have been somebody. If that cat had just hung in there a couple more years. I know. <laughs> you could have been that lady who doesn't sound the least bit crazy and loopy and weird i wanted to adopt a senior cat that's kind of interesting on its own i want to have an old cat i don't feel like the cat is living in my place i feel like i'm encroaching on hers yeah who's whose name's on the deed baby when people say stuff like that it's really her house i just she lets me live here i don't giggle or laugh or think i just shut up either shut up why am i here that's what i think to myself why am i in your house yeah, it's fine. That's you why we get along. It makes my skin crawl. Oh, God, you're so pathetic. <laughs> is, that, is that supposed to be cutesy or something? Whatever. Um, I'm not a cat. <laughs> this is yeah, awesome. This is newsworthy. This is newsworthy. So Trump had dinner with Kanye and this Nick Fuentes guy, which I'm not sure I'd ever heard of before, who's an actual anti-Semite. You know, check out some of his YouTube videos or whatever. I don't think he's been banned. I think he's been banned from everything. It's kind of hard to check him out. But anyway, uh, so some Republicans are breaking with Trump. This is Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House, on the subject today. You have yet to condemn the former president. For no, I don't think I don't think anybody should be spending any time with Nick Fuentes. He has no place in this Republican Party. I think President Trump uh, came out four times and uh, condemned him and didn't know who he was. Well, he just said he didn't know who he was. He didn't condemn him or his ideology. Well, I condemn his ideology. It has no place in society. What is your take? And, and what about the former president all of a sudden can have that dinner? That and the president didn't know who he was. And, and the president has given up. I should have said likely Speaker of the House, as everybody says he's going to be Speaker of the House, and the Republicans already are going to control the House. But anyway, that was pretty unequivocal, right? There's no wiggle room there. No, but there's that whole you need to disavow what somebody else did thing right? Yeah. that the mainstream media gets super enthused about if it's a Republican in hot water and not so much on the other side. But, you know, whatever. All's fair in love and politics. Yeah. Whatevs. Yeah. So I want to do this just because it's a, I, I realize well, I've mentioned this ten what times. What would they be talking about if they didn't have Trump? I know. 
I know. I, I hope we find out someday. Um, yes. I've mentioned this ten times. It's probably not interesting to anyone else but me. But why is the media so enthusiastic about reporting good economic news about Black Friday and Cyber Monday, despite some of the evidence? What motivates them? Is it just we all shop at exciting, or is it to boost? I don't think it's to boost the Democrats. I don't think it's a political thing. I think it's just a weird, I don't know what it is. But here's USA Today. They're dopey and bad at their jobs. Front, Simple as that. Front freaking page of USA Today. How, how much time do I have, Michael? Decide how far I want to go with this explanation. Okay, enough. Black Friday online spending record set. Nine it's not po- like we're an ancient cat or anything. We have plenty of time. Go ahead. <laughs> Black Friday I'm online spending. Cat. <laughs> record set, $9.12 billion. So that's a headline. They set a record for online buying. Okay, online shoppers didn't let concerns about higher prices at a recession keep them from record-setting Black Friday. Remember that opening line for when we get to the okay. final line of this short story. Consumers spent a record $9.1 billion while online shopping Friday. Okay, a record of online shopping. It doesn't say anything about the total amount spent. According to uh, something, 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 which tracks more than 80, blah, blah, blah. That's an increase of 2.3% over a year ago. Surprises the Surpasses the previous online Black Friday. So we spent more money online on Black Friday than we ever had before. Nearly half of the unsa- online sales were made with smartphones. Okay, kind of interesting. Still doesn't get to the core question, though, of are we actually spending more money this year or not? Inflation will likely have effects on this holiday season because it leads to higher prices and frugal spending. The national retail expression expects sales to be a blah, 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 blah. And then the final line, those estimates aren't adjusted for inflation, so spending could even be down, the group said. (laughs) (laughs) So the final line completely contradicts the entire premise of the story that we're spending more money than we have in years past. No, we don't. They conflated different topics there, online, mm-hmm. with spending, with all this stuff. And then the last line, they say, spending might actually be down this year. So, so my, again, the question, and I've seen this everywhere, what's the motivation of USA Today, NBC News, Washington Post, to pretend we're spending more than ever when there's no indication of that yet? I think at the core of it may be, and this is very difficult to describe or nail down, at the core of it may be the inexplicable enthusiasm the simpletons of the news have for Black Friday and Cyber Monday. I but just and I, I realize They're like an eight-year-old gets excited about their birthday. I realize I'm the only person in America angry about this, but I just hate the journalism being so bad. This was like the lead story for a couple of days, and it's complete yeah, bullass. It's complete yes. bullass. Yes. Hey kids, it's that time again. With Armstrong and Getty. What's the point of even having the media? What's the point? Their front page story is made up. Shut down the free press, I agree. (laughs) Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. You know, until we get another staff member, we ought to have Hanson, our executive yes. producer, join Final Thoughts yeah. to, to, to beef it up. This is, this is thin gruel. I agree. But hey, let's get started with our technical director, Michelangelo. Michael, final thought? Yeah, just one hour away, Iran and USA in World Cup soccer. But you know, if you're a fan there, there's no beer and there's a chance it could be a 0-0 tie, which would be just awful. No mm. beer and a 0-0 tie after the... three hours of watching them run around. 
a nightmare. Jack, a final thought to share? Yes. Um, my real point is that this ha- this is not a, a an outlier. This happens all the time with front page lead stories on the news, whatever, that they're just completely the opposite of what they're telling you. You have to put yeah. in your homework or you have no idea what's actually going on. Oh, yeah. Mark Twain. Uninformed, misinformed. You, you know the thing. Uh, my final thought is... You're looking at China, Haiti, Ukraine, Iran. The list goes on and on. If you don't think, God, you're an American every day, I'm thinking you're not grateful enough. I need to remind myself to do the same. Yep. The most, the biggest influence on your life today is the fact that you were born in the United States versus one of these other countries where, oh, my God. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. The hot links are there. The articles we talked about, stuff we didn't even get to. Lots of good clicks are there. Get some Armstrong and Getty swag in time for Christmas. A t-shirt, a hat, a hoodie, whatever for your favorite A&G fan. Make a great present under the tree. Drop us an email if you like. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. There's something we ought to be talking about. We will see you tomorrow. God bless America. Armstrong and Getty. I understand, you know, how shocking that was for people, man. Right. You know. That is offensive to me. I need both of you to stop. It is over. I said bye. Adios, mofo. Shut up. Are you sure of that, dude? Well, yep. Absolutely. Ah! Okay. The point is not well taken. Thank you. When it comes on for you to go, you have to go. The meeting is done. The meeting has been adjourned. Thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.